0: Welcome, Raider fans, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg, with show number 92. Well, I know you fans are not going to freaking believe this one, but the Raiders have just signed Jeff George. (laughs) I have to laugh because that's all I could do is laugh. I thought we were supposed to be getting rid of players, but it doesn't look like it's happening. It looks like we are stuck with the arm. Without a head, yes, you all know exactly what I'm talking about here been Anyone who's been a raider fan has to know about the headless Jeff George beautiful pass, but it was just <laughs> it was just never very accurate, and he went on to have a decent season. He went on to do some some decent stuff. We'll just say he played, he got drafted by the Colts. He threw uh for the Raiders from 1997 to 1998. And then 1997 he did pretty good. He had 29 touchdowns, but man, the guy is ancient. I don't know why they're bringing him back. I can only hope that they're bringing Jeff George back because they want to make him a coach and not anything more than a coach because it blows me away. Okay, enough of that. Welcome to the podcast, everyone from everywhere. Uh, All of you who didn't get to see the Lions game, it was another stellar performance by our team. Uh, Only one concern for me was the the fact that they could run the ball on us on the outside. That seems to be a weak spot. I don't think it's an impossible thing to fix, but it it seemed obvious to me that the run around the side is a weak point for us. Okay, today's show is... Collins to be iceberg for the Titanics. If you can believe it, Collins is going to be signed by the Titans. Raider Nation celebration, we'll talk about that. The Lions game, we'll certainly go over that in detail, and we'll talk a little bit about Seattle, and that's about that, Raider Nation. So, let's get on to it. Now, before I get any further... Into the podcast, let me just tell you this Ray Ratto of the San Francisco Chronicle, which here means a lot because, you know, that's the paper, the local paper of the Bay Area, pretty much had something kind of positive to say about the Oakland Raiders because he couldn't say anything positive about the San Francisco 49ers. So Ray Ratto threw us a bone, and I mean, it was a bone that was stripped of meat, anything else, because it was a bare bone, because you could even tell the cynicism in his article. Um, It was in between the lines, very subtle. However, you could still hear the hatred in Ray the Asshole of the Year last year, Ratho's article. So that's about all I have to say about you, Ray. That's right. So, okay. Now, Raider Nation celebration. It was something to see, man. It was a great thing, Ray. And I went there. There were throngs of people there. I would say probably fifteen to 20,000 people were there, all dressed in silver and black, all very festive. And the most important thing, most people brought their kids. There were more kids than I've ever seen in silver and black. It was a great day for the kids. They had kids' events all over. The Raiderettes were out there. And, boy, you think they look fine from your binoculars. You get on close, they look even nicer. Um, beautiful women, all of them. Very nice, very nice ladies, uh, we got to tour the facility. Got to see the locker room. Got to see the tunnel that they walked down. Very, very interesting uh, tour there, and just a way to walk around the Coliseum. A lot of people got to get into the clubs, the East Side and West Side clubs, which are nice. Autograph signings. I can tell you, man, if you don't if you don't go to this here next year, you're going to be missing out because it was a lot of fun. The team went out in the field. Our chill. A lot of old Raiders came out there. They were throwing footballs into the field. Uh, f- footballs into the stands. Uh, they probably f- threw 10 or 12 footballs in there uh, to all over, everywhere. I mean, these aren't cheap footballs either. These are the NFL $100 a-pop balls. So, there you go. It was fun. It was real. If you missed it, man, you got to take care of it next season. Five bucks. It was cheap date. Uh, they had stuff for you to eat. It was a great event. Actually, it was really, really cool. You got to see the team. You got to see everybody shake it down. Rob Ryan, Showed his personality, which is something you're not going to see anywhere, my friends. But you saw it there at the Raider Nation celebration. He was very funny, kickback, back, reminded me of John Madden, that kind of ad- attitude. You could tell why his players respect and love him. I'm sure he's tough as nails, but he's also got a sense of humor. Makes a big difference when you're dealing with men to have a leader like this. So I'm really happy with our defensive coach. And the rest of the coaching staff looks like they got things together. Raider Nation celebration was awesome. It was great fun, let me tell you. And so, like I say, next year, if you get an opportunity, you got to make it. And I mean, you got to make it. Now, I'm going to tell you about an article here that I'm going to hopefully not destroy. And Randy, don't scream, no. But I have to go with it because it's probably one of the best post game ones I could come up with besides my own because it sounds very much like what i agree with so here it is and it's from our good friend calico jack from torrance california yes usa this guy uh... is on the blog the bfn the black fact network i've referred to it before and i will refer to it again it is an awesome uh... coming together of three beautiful blogs These blogs are intelligent they're well thought out um, they're very, very good, give you an opinion and a take on, on the team that uh, you might not have. Uh, they're very interesting, and you'll know why, because I read them all the time. So this is one by our good friend, Gallico Jack. It's called the Raiders versus the Lions, well, no doubt. He had some pregame questions and post-game analysis. Okay, so here we go. Here are the questions that most of us were asking, and these are the ones that he posed. How will the O-line perform? The first unit on line was excellent in pass protection and adequate in run blocking. I would have to say better in run blocking. The leg draw plays were very cool and they were crisp. We got some good yards on that and the Lions didn't know it was coming after him. I like to see this mix up of plays because I think that it really makes a big difference when you're trying to make the long ball happen, which did in this thing. But can Corey Huntsley step up and take over the center for injured Grove? This was a huge concern of most Raider fans, as it was myself. As soon as he got injured, I thought, "Oh my gosh, here we go. We're going. We're going to have some big trouble at the beginning of the season." And look what happened. It looked to me like he handled everything when it came down to the offensive line calling. He did a very good job. It might, have, it might have been more basic. However, I think he's got a grasp of it and he's playing well. So, will Sims play well in his return to left guard? Well sims was inactive so the 330 found kevin garman started at left guard and he had a solid game especially in pass protection techniques nobody was getting through brooks had good time can our d-line create pressure on the rush and uh knock down a few sacks in their belt you know what i mean take a notch well, the D-line provided steady pass pressure on the q and Kitna was sacked twice, which is cool, by DeBurgess and Sands. I've never seen Sands travel so fast. He must be on it. Saps interior pressure and getting in the face of Kitna led on an interception by linebacker Morrison. So Kirk Morrison made a great catch. It was a beautiful thing over the middle. You people who saw the game can remember exactly what I'm talking about. Now, can our special teams continue to play Solid football, the special team's coverage units were great, they're outstanding great. I will tell you this that uh that I've seen them play. The last three years, and this is the best special teams yet. With Janikowski hit, kicking the ball and a, doing a great job of it, getting him down in the end zone, and Cooper like a rocket ship, man! Jan, damn, guy is coming in there big time. Lee and Carr, Carr insanely returning uh, two deep, two deep kickoffs. So it was excellent. Leckler had one booming punt that pinned him inside the twenty yard line, and he has of course the highest average in football. Well guess what, man? We got a great team. This is sounding pretty good. Well the secondary miss a beat without Huff? No, they didn't, man. They did pretty darn good. The secondary coverage was uh was pretty good. And you know, they didn't miss they weren't as tough with Huff because Huff screams to the ball where Gibson doesn't he waits for the thing to happen, and of course, we all know Gibson, you don't know how I feel about Gibson, but he did a pretty good job because they didn't get outside and they never made any real long I think they had one real good long play the whole game uh Ralph took a step back with uh, a poor outing. Gibson and Cooper played eh, You know, Cooper played well. I'll tell you this right now. Cooper, I love that guy, and he played well in all phases. I don't care what anybody says. Cooper's the man. He's always on the ball, and he's always really hot on the ball. I mean, he hits hard, and things happen when Cooper has an opportunity to make a hit. He's made a lot of people fumble balls, that guy. Can Brooks take another positive step in running the offense? Well, of course he can. Brooks did take a positive step because he started to get to his first, second, and third reads. Brooks had some great passes, and there were some drops, of course, by Anderson, and there was, I think, two drops by Anderson in this game. Anderson better get those chiffon fingers fixed, man. Go get that lube taken off him and put some stick on You know what I'm talking about? Because he's not making me happy right now. We need our tight ends to make some plays happen, and he's dropping balls, and it's not making Brooks look very good, and that's probably making him feel not so rosy about Anderson. Now, Brooks fired a perfect 63-yard rainbow pass to Moss in less than one minute of the game. The first minute of the game, man, it was so unbelievable. The whole doggone crowd was in awe. and There wasn't a whole lot of people there. However, it was insane. Insane. And let me tell you this. The other thing about this game... That was insane was the crowd noise because we didn't have that many fans there. It was very, very awesome to see the fans step up and cheer for the Raiders when we're lost like three-quarters of the Coliseum because they're not there. Now, are you concerned that the chemistry hasn't developed between Brooks and Moss? Well, of course, it finally has been. Brooks finally re- realized how Moss could do. Brooks has a lot of work in the passing. Let me tell you right now, he's thrown over and under several times. Not to say that the receivers shouldn't try to get those balls, but Brooks is not the most accurate passer so far. And I'm really gonna—it's really concerning me. However, he has been positive. He has gotten the ball to the right guy at the right time and the right. Phase of the game. And that's what counts, man. It doesn't matter what your stats are as long as you're playing good ball and as long as you're getting the ball down the field to the right guy so we can make some TDs and some victories. That's what I'm talking about. Post game summary Raiders 21, the Lions 3. Whenever the Lions, of course, you know, the Lions flew up to Oakland the day of the game. So that goes to tell you what kind of owner and what kind of money they're going to put towards this team. It makes it's kind of sad to me that they do that to that team because that's not how you play football. If it was a game that pivoted on the playoff championship, you'd have believed that they'd had plenty of time to sleep. That's one thing that Al Davis does not put up with. He takes care of his players, always have. Enough said about that. So now I'm going to get to this particular story. Now, I didn't say it at the beginning because I didn't see it right here where I wrote it. Lucky me. But I am embarrassed to say that. I i have to tell you about the ticket giveaway because I got to tell you, and it was for this game, the Lions game, where we had a very sparse crowd, like I said, and Dennis and Lewis of Long Beach came cruising by the tailgate that we had. We had a little tiny tailgate. Randy and I were working there having some beers, kicking back, and these two guys come walking by, and they're looking and they're looking. Because I told them to look for my bright yellow car. That's right, I have a bright yellow Scion, so everybody can find me in the parking lot um, so we can get some video. Long story short, here they come. A couple of the coolest fans, I will tell you, we in- immediately bonded as Raider fans. It was very, very cool. We talked Raider talk. Uh, we sat down, and we just we just were talking the whole time. Um Very good fans. These guys are diehard. They're looking for information all the time. They're like the rest of the diehard Raider Nation. They are out there doing it, rooting for their team. And they, even though this is a sparse crowd, and I was trying to describe the Coliseum on a packed day when we're playing the Denver Broncos, and they could totally see it. You could see it in their eyes, and their eyes were huge. They were in awe. That's what I'm talking about. Raider Rick, give these guys an opportunity to come to see the Raiders at home. And those of you who've never seen it are gonna f- see the same thing with the rest of these candidates that won this ticket contest. These two guys wrote a very, very nice and articulate letter uh response in the uh the forum. And I I, I encourage you all to go there and check it out. They had a great time. The seats are great seats. The uh, experience, well, they can tell you what it's like. I've been telling you guys what it's like forever. And I'm so happy that Raider Rick gave these guys the opportunity. And I, because I was happy to meet these guys, these guys will be back again. They're going to keep coming back and going to these games because they realize that this is it that the Raider Nation lives at the Oakland Coliseum. And that's where it happens, man. And you got to be there, get in your seat, and cheer for your doggone team. It is so ultra-important. I can't even tell you otherwise. Okay. Now, Kerry Collins is going to be signed by the Tennessee Titans. Can you believe that? Billy Volek is not making it. And they don't have anybody really that can make it. (laughs) So they're going to draft the Tin Man to play in an offense that Steve McNair used to run. What can I say about that? What can I say about that? I can say this. I can say Kerry Collins will do to the Titans what he's done to every team he's played with. He will be inconsistent and impassionate. He will not bring the fans what they want. He will tell them what they want to hear, but it will not be with his heart. And that's just a sad thing for this guy to take money from another team because he's a tin man and he sucks. And I know you can understand my emotion when it comes to this particular situation. So Collins will be signing with the Titans, and that's why I call him the Titanics because the Iceman cometh. And, well, you know what? You're both sunk, brothers. Um, and we won't be worrying about seeing you in any championships in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> Okay, Seattle. Now I've looked at Seattle and I've looked at uh, what's happening there and I will tell you this. Seattle is not the powerhouse it was last year. At least they're not showing it in the preseason. Now they got punked against the Chargers 31-20 to and their play was suspect. And the big thing is their offensive line. Their offensive line has had trouble. I'm not going to say that we can beat them easily, but I will tell you this. They're not the powerhouse that they started out with last season. So I don't have a whole lot more to say about it. I look for smack. I look for smack talk everywhere about Seattle. I know one thing, that the Seattle Seahawks hate our guts. And by the time we play them in regular season, uh, we hope to possibly be getting a video podcast from the parking lot of their stadium up there uh, randy and i might be working on doing a podcast from up there so we stay tuned for that we're launching a video cast if i haven't if you haven't seen it on the web page check it out it's the raider nation podcast videocast or the raider nation videocast because randy's gonna beat me up for saying it wrong <laughs> what can i say but, uh, anyways, it's it's going to be that way. We're going to have a video uh, of each tailgate. Uh, if, if as long as we can do it, we're going to try. If the weather permitting, I'll say that for sure. Because if it's raining or it's brutal, and it can get brutal in Oakland, well, you know what? We got to postpone that video. Uh, maybe we'll see. We're going to try to do videos of each. We'll definitely do videos of each one of the ticket giveaways because we got to check that out. Raider Rick will be on scene to be giving those tickets away, which is very cool. And, uh... Well, you know what? We're gonna have a great time this season. Probably more fun than ever, just because we have those tickets to give away. We're gonna meet people from New York and Texas and all over the place. Man, it's a great, great thing. We got one, one thing of it one pair of tickets left to Kansas City. So, if you've been thinking about entering this contest, you better get on your J O B, my brother, and get a picture on that Frapper map and put a comment into the comment forum about why you should go to see our Arch Rivers Kansas City get punked at home with the Rob Ryan defense. And, of course, Randy Moss and Aaron Brooks hooking it up for touchdown after touchdown. I'm telling you, this is the year for the Oakland Raiders. It is going to be a surprise for the rest of the season. Uh, If we get eight, I think it looks very good to be at least eight and eight. And a couple more games, man, we're in the playoffs. You know what? Anything is possible. This I see with this team. And I see this with the Raider Nation as well. Uh, I want to thank Randy for putting this other site together because, believe me, man, I'm telling you, I've seen him working, and it's brutal. I certainly couldn't do it, but he's getting on it and getting down on it, getting everything for this video podcast. Or excuse me, video cast is going to call me on the phone and chew me out for calling a video podcast. <laughs> oh, good lord! And once again, the top story of the podcast is we've signed Jeff George, the arm without a head. I hope he's got some kind of brain surgery between now and the last time we saw. This, last time we saw him play in Oakland, um, I hope he's just here as a coach. Like I said before. And this is Raider Greg from the Raider Nation podcast. Thank you again for enjoying the show because I sure as heck enjoy it. I am out.